You're listening to Woo and You Podcast. This is Jennifer Bryant, and tonight we are talking about the dimensions of self-care. Have you ever had somebody say, that isn't self-care, when you were talking about your self-care plan with someone? Well, I have some really great news for you guys tonight, and that is literally no one can define self-care for you. You see, when you really break down self-care, what it is, the different types, and your self-love language, you can create this massive plan that is tailored to your needs and not the needs of everyone else around you. Besides, that's the purpose of self-care, to do things that make you feel good for you. You are taking time to take care of yourself so that you can better care for those around you. And when you continuously pour from an empty cup, you're not living up to your fullest potential. So, what exactly are the different types of self-care? Well, you see, we have physical, spiritual, social, emotional, and intellectual, and even sensory. But, if you pay attention to my journal, and if you've owned a copy of my journal, you'll see that these are the only ones that I include. However, it also goes on to include space, occupational, and even financial. Now, let's go through and kind of break these down so that you understand a little bit more about what each one of these is telling you about. So, with physical (coughs) self-care, sorry guys, with physical self-care, it makes you feel good about yourself physically. It's not about strictly about hardcore exercise, though that does fit in in this category, but it also includes going to medical appointments, your sexual health, yoga, and even personal hygiene. Your spiritual self-care can be focused on organized or even non-organized religion. It includes prayer, meditation, going on walks, and connecting with nature, and even advocating for a cause. If you've ever heard the stereotype, you cannot do self-care in public, that is where social self-care comes to play. Sometimes all you need is a night out with your friends or family to get the full reset experience. Social self-care, however, is not all about the nightlife and partying it up. It also includes some more simpler things like going out for coffee, spending time on social media, texting or calling those you love, or even complimenting a complete stranger. Your emotional self-care covers your emotions, obviously, but did you know that when you experience different emotions that it can be your body's way of telling you that it needs something? Later on, I will talk to you guys about the emotions and what different ones can mean, but caring for your emotions in this point in time can look like expression through art or even journaling. Take a moment and think about it. What are some other ways that you can embrace your emotions? Now, for intellectual, I'll admit it. I do I do a lot of intellectual self-care. I love learning. I love getting down and dirty in courses. And it's just so much fun and entertaining for me. And I'm just constantly doing something to keep myself busy. And you know when I'm doing it, I don't even realize that it's self-care. 
I'm just kind of going along doing my own thing. And then you go through and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's self-care. And man, I've been doing a lot of it lately. Um, but so intellectual self-care stimulates your brain. Activities to do this can, can include learning some new things, taking classes, reading books, watching documentaries, I know my personal favorite are like the true true crime type documentaries. Um, I'd love to hear what your favorite documentaries are because maybe you might have something out there that I might want to check out. Uh, your sensory self-care will get you literally all up in your feels. Sensory self-care includes anything that makes your senses giddy by honoring things like your sight, taste, touch, hearing, and even smell. Now... I'm not suggesting that you personally need to each of these in your life, but what I am suggesting is that your favorite senses and taking care of them can help with your self-care immensely. So things like burning your favorite candles or incense, snuggling in a fuzzy blanket, listening to a music or a podcast, hey, you're doing self-care right now, eating your favorite treat, so many different things go into sensory self-care it's really exciting and it's things that you probably yourself haven't even thought of um space self-care have you ever noticed that when your personal space is a mess and unorganized that you feel like this massive weight is holding you down and your energy is down have you noticed that once you've cleaned everything up the energy of the entire room changes that is because of your spatial self-care. It includes everything from cleaning and organizing your home and even down to meal planning, if that's your thing. Uh, I know that I feel great when we're doing meal planning. We make sure that we're doing our meal plans every week. We get our grocery list organized and it just, it feels great. It's this massive weight and we're not last minute going like, oh my gosh, what are we going to eat next week? What are we going to do? Having a clean space and organization just makes you feel good. Now, for occupational, I'm sure the first thing you're thinking about is that Rihanna song where she's like, work, 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 work. And sometimes our place of employment can just feel like our primary home. We can easily get burnt out. And I bet you're thinking right now, Jen, how the heck am I supposed to do self-care at work? Are you crazy, lady? Well, obviously we aren't sitting behind our desks or behind the counter giving ourselves manicures. But if you're doing that, like, go you. Freaking amazing. <laughs> but what occupational self-care means is that you are setting boundaries. You're saying no when your boss asks you to cover a shift on your only day off. You're taking breaks. You're scheduling that vacation time that has building up. Yes, my workaholics, I am looking at you. Huh, look, there's a mirror. Just don't let yourself get burnt out. <clears throat> Finally, your financial self-care. Probably one of the most stressful forms of self-care ever. But when you implement it into a plan, it's going to get easy. I can promise you that. 
I know it feels like a really long list. I know that financials can be one of the biggest stressors out there, but I am telling you, this is not about going out and blowing all your money on something you really want. However, by budgeting and allowing yourself a little bit of spending money to get something guilt-free, that is absolutely encouraged. With financial self-care, it is encouraging you to plan for your future, build up your retirement, budget your income and make sure all of your bills are covered, or even save up for a vacation. I know there's a lot of information covered here, and it's my hope that you will take away at least one thing from this. Discovering which aspects of self-care are truly best for you is huge in creating your own personal plan, as well as getting to know yourself on an even deeper level. I will be taking this a step further over the next few days and introducing you to your self-love language and what that means for your self-care plan as well. Thank you guys for listening tonight, and I can't wait for you guys to go over the next topic with me. It'll be so exciting. And I can't wait to see how your self-care journey continues to improve. 